Lord, Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us with throughout this day. Such an awesome day outside and an awesome day inside as well. Help us now as we get into your word to understand it and apply it in the right way and lead God and direct all of it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Follow the true light. We know there's false teachers out there. There's false prophets. They've been false prophets all along history. We've been told in the Word of God. And we know that there's a lot of false teaching. And we've got to be very careful to follow the true light, the light of Jesus Christ, and to follow the one and only true shepherd, and to be aware of those ravening wolves, as the Lord speaks of. If you will turn to Matthew chapter 7, the Lord teaching us here about some of this that's going to be happening, those wolves as I spoke of. Pick it up in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. They look the part, but deep inside they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? You start looking at someone's behavior, what they have done, what they are doing, and you can get a better evaluation of that individual. Now, we're told at the beginning of this chapter, in verse 1, Judge not that ye be not judged. We've got to understand the use of the word judge and judgment. Now, he's telling us here in 15 and throughout about knowing their works. That's a form of judgment. But yet he just told us in verse 1, judge not. You've got to look, well, what is he talking about? And judge not that you be not judged. He's talking about condemn not that you be not condemned. You've got to look back at the Greek or the Hebrew, depending on where it's words being used, and understand what is he talking about? What's the subject matter of not to judge? It's not to condemn others. That's only for the Lord to do. But we are most assuredly supposed to look at, evaluate, and determine what kind of person that we are encountering and dealing with. Therefore, we know how to behave, whether to open our arms and welcome them as a brother and sister in Christ, or to assist them to come out of their evil ways and become a brother and sister in Christ. Therefore, judgment in that form is very important for the Christian to do continuously. Evaluate people continuously, but don't condemn them. That's where you cross the line in the use of judgment. Once again, verse 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits." You're looking at them, you're knowing them, you're evaluating them, you're judging them. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. The judgments. That's the condemnation type judgment. We don't do that. The Lord does that. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Look at them. Evaluate them. Judge them in that form. But do not condemn them. 
Verse 21, Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Therefore, talking about the false teachers, the false prophets that use the Lord and his name to benefit themselves and to deceive others. As many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? See, they start to point out, well, look at the work I have done. We don't get to heaven by our work. We get to heaven by the finished work of Jesus Christ. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. See, there are people that have gotten into the ministry simply because they wanted to have that as a career and never ever really knew or know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Just look like a business that they could get in and make some money. And actually, there are such ministers that have performed some good godly works. And people have gotten saved and done wondrous things. But it shows how the Lord can use even scoundrels to get his word out there and to affect and influence people to come to him. So that's amazing. That just expresses that much more power and authority Jesus Christ has over the entire situation. But that individual that was not godly, that happened to be in a godly work, is not going to get to salvation because they did a godly work. You only get there by the finished work of Jesus Christ. But there's a lot of these. They puffed themselves up. They present themselves as Christ, as he tells us in the prophecies concerning the last days over in Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, in verse 11, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Notice, shall deceive many. A lot of people are going to fall for these false teachings. We've seen this on the increase. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And we clearly see that waxing cold of love. With the increase of crime around the world, with the rioting and disturbances and the ungodly behavior being promoted and encouraged in children and adults as well, that clearly shows that that love of God and the love of of your neighbor as wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. This is talking about during those last days, those that are going to be facing the worst of the false prophets and false teachers, if they can hang on, stay true, trust in the Lord, they're going to be able to roll right over into the millennial period. A lot to look forward to in the future that he continues to teach there in chapter 24 and 25. But on the subject of the true light, let's move on to Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, as Christians, we need to behave in a particular way. When we yield ourselves, when we submit to God and acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Ghost comes into us, the light of Jesus Christ can then shine 
in us, through us, out into the world, and help the others see the pathway to come to Jesus Christ. So we need to basically say, here I am, Lord. Use me however your will is. As he says in Romans chapter 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's only reasonable because of what Jesus Christ has done for us and is going to do for us, that we sacrifice ourselves in such a way, saying, Lord, here I am. Everything in my existence belongs to you. Use it all to your will. Help me get myself out of the way and let you come forward. That's a hard thing to do. Because we all stubborn people that want to have our own way. We start that as infants and all the way through our lives. Way too many times it's about me, 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 me. But we've got to get that out of the way and let the Lord come forward. It should be all about Him. Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world. Clearly stated, do not be conformed to this world. Which is what we see on the increase in so-called Christian churches. Conforming to the world. Their behavior in the congregation, the way they dress, the way they sing, the way they act, worldly, becoming more and more worldly. The worldly music, the worldly dress, like I say, the world behavior, the worldly expressions, all being in the church. It shouldn't be in the church. And be not conformed to this world. We need to stand out as a peculiar people, different Not blend right in with everybody else because you want to be stylish and current. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As so much of it is our mindset. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Not your own will, but the perfect will of God. To fully and Completely know the will of the Lord in your life is so important. Yes, challenging sometimes because we have in that battle within our minds of ourself and the Lord. That flesh and the spirit that Paul teaches about. That tug of war that is within every one of us. But we need to yield ourselves, submit ourselves For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. That right there is the key verse concerning following the true light. Don't get in a situation where if you're in the ministry and you start getting all puffed up and haughty, prideful and arrogant and lifting yourself up as a shepherd, as a reverend. I hate that term used with mankind because there's only one that deserves reverence and that's Jesus Christ and God the Father. The Holy Trinity, you revere revere God. You do not revere mankind. No way, no how. Only God. And those that have puffed themselves up in haughty Attitudes like, look at me, I am Reverend so-and-so. I have a doctor in this and a doctor in that. They are, this verse right here applies to them so well. 
Which I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But that's what's happening. The pride, the arrogance, the haughtiness. The Lord was dealing with that with those Pharisees and Sadducees. They were all puffed up as they were some really special, holy, righteous individual. And that Jesus Christ was just a mere carpenter come along going to teach them. Oh, how dare they think they could teach me. That kind of attitude. But that happens in the ministry way too many times. I've been in groups. I've been at pastor's meetings and so forth and see just one after the other get up on stage and brag and boast about all the things that they have achieved. They didn't achieve anything. They can't even take a single breath without Jesus Christ. But yet they got that in their mind. Their achievements, what they have done, they blew it. It's all going to be burned up come judgment day. Read it again. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. I don't just talk about getting drunk. I just talk about clear-minded. Got to be of the right mind, the mind of God. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. That faith, that knowledge, that wisdom that an individual is using comes from God, not from themselves. It's where they start messing up. They can, ooh, all this years of my study, then I can get glory for it. And I can put a DR in my name or I can put reverend on that. Dr. So-and-so, Reverend So-and-so, look at me, what I have achieved. They blew it. They're not humble. And it all comes from God. they got to acknowledge God, not themselves. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Sad to say, that's what's going to happen to a lot of them. And... They're going to hear those words that the Lord was speaking of earlier about how they might come to Him and say, Lord, look at all the wondrous things I did in Your name. But they did it for themselves. They didn't do it for the Lord. He's going to tell them, I never knew you. Now if you want to turn over to Second Peter. We were at earlier this morning in the Sunday school, but this applies to this Sermon in Second Peter chapter 2, he's just telling us here, prophesying about the false teachers of the last days, and they were dealing with them as well back then. In Second Peter, in chapter 2, verse 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies. Notice, they start twisting things around to their own selfish gain, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. They will be held accountable for every individual they have led astray. Those false prophets, those false teachers. And through covetousness, notice it's all their selfishness, Shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you? They're in it for their own selfish gain. You have these reverends, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. Stirring people up for their own selfish gain. 
whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and he goes on giving the examples of the judgment that came upon the planet and will come upon the planet and will come upon them. Judgments, accountability. Don't be doing such things. Don't be a part of such things. Stay out of such things that are of the false teaching and the false prophets. Stay out of that. Get away from that. Don't be puffed up with pride. Don't be puffed up with arrogance. Follow the true light, the true light that can truly be trusted. And if you will, turn to the Gospel of John chapter 1, where he clearly speaks of the true light, that Jesus Christ is the true light, the one and only shepherd, the true light that has brought everything into existence and controls everything by his power, his might. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness did not want to see it, turned away from it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. that light that was the true light, Jesus Christ, the true light. There was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That's the key verse there. He lighteth everyone. So everyone that comes into the world will at some time in their life, from their birth to their death, be revealed the light of Jesus Christ. They can either deny that light, reject it, turn away from it, or accept it and draw toward it. Simple choice. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ, the true light, the one and only true light, the one and only to follow, the one and only to revere, the one and only true shepherd. So never lift up anybody else as your shepherd or as your reverend or as your father other than God the Father and Jesus Christ. Holy Father is only for the Heavenly Father. Another whole subject I won't get into, but that's another area where they mess up. Now, if you will, turn to John chapter 3, the verses that are most memorized, starting with John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The one we just read about is, that is the Creator that spoke everything into existence. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. That 
availability of salvation, the availability of an adoption into the family because of what Jesus Christ has done. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. See, they know they're evil, therefore they want to stay in the darkness, because they think they can hide them in the darkness. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved or revealed. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God, worked in God. The born-again Christian loves the light, wants the light, wants everything that he has done to be revealed, because his works bring honor and glory to the Lord. And that's what it's all about. Displaying and showing and sharing Jesus Christ, His love, His light. And when we do that, we bring honor and glory to the Lord rather than shame. We do that, we acknowledge Him as the true light, as He says in John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. Clearly put, back over in those judgments he's talking about, when we're supposed to evaluate people, are they hiding in the darkness or are they in the light? He's saying here, if they're in the light, they are his. They're walking in the light because he is in the light. And on over into the small epistle of John and First John in chapter First John chapter 4, pick it right up here at the beginning. Beloved, believe not every spirit. The false teachers, the false prophets that he was talking about earlier, those false ministers, those that are puffed up pride and arrogance, the haughty ones that are in it just for their own selfish gain, that make merchandise of you, don't believe them. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So those religions out there that do not profess or confess or proclaim Jesus Christ coming in the flesh are not of God. They are Antichrist. They are of Satan. Verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Not the Antichrist that speaks of coming and establishing his domain during the tribulation time, but the attitude, the Antichrist attitude, the behavior of the Antichrist, Christ people. That's what he's speaking of. Started back then and is still continuing today. Will increase the closer we get to those last days as it continues. Verse 4. Ye, the born again Christians, who he's speaking of, ye are of God, little children, and hope, 
and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We acknowledge that, latch onto that, realize the power and authority that is within us because we are dwelt with the Holy Ghost. We can overcome those false teachers. We can overcome those antichrists. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. The world loves them. They flock in to listen up to those antichrist people. All right, now if you back on up to chapter 1 of the small epistle of John. The small epistle of John, chapter 1, a couple verses here, picking up verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. That is so awesome. To know that we can get such cleansing, that we can get forgiveness, that we can get washed in his blood and be found without spot and blameless like we read earlier in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of Him in peace without spot and blameless. If you want to have peace, if you want to have peace of mind and comfort all the way up to the point of your death, you keep it prayed up. You pray, just like it said back over in First. John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you've been led away by some false teaching, confess it, ask for forgiveness, ask for wisdom, ask for knowledge that can be found by studying His Word and listening to the Holy Ghost. Get back on a straight and narrow or get on a straight and narrow for the first time. Get salvation. Keep it prayed up. So you'll be looking forward to those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Into thou, into the joy of thy Lord. That's what we want to look forward to. So follow the true light, not the false teachers, not the puffed up arrogant reverence and doctors and so forth that love to be slapped on the back and praised. Nope, not those holy fathers of the Catholic Church and so forth that lifted themselves up as gods. Nope, don't follow into that pathway. Those are not godly people. They are arrogant, self-righteous. Get away from that. Follow Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ. He is the true light. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for being the true light, the one that gives us the salvation, the one that can cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness, the one that can give us that peace that passeth all understanding. We truly thank you for all of that and help all of us that have received that to share that with others. Open us up and let your light shine through us into the world so they can see the pathway to come to you, the true light, and get salvation. And be looking forward to all the many promises you have for us in the future. So much to look forward to. We truly thank you for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all for